You're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast with your hosts, Z Cohen Sanchez and Chris Abramson. If you're running for office or thinking about it, you're in the right place. We hope you enjoy the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. Hello, Facebook and later Instagram. Uh, Z and Chris here uh, from Soul Strategies. As always, we're just going to wait a couple of minutes while we get some folks on. Um, if anybody does jump on, please let us know where you're from. Um, if you're watching the playback, also just throw in the comments where you're from, what you're thinking about, if you're thinking about running, uh, what position you're thinking about running for. Uh, and if you're just thinking about running in general, let us know that as well. So, anything you want to start out with today? Well, I just want to remind everybody, um, if you're learning cool stuff, if you're enjoying these lives, go to Soul Strategies and hit that follow button. That's how you're going to know when we're live and when we're going to be bringing to you all the cool like tips and tricks that we talk about, all the knowledge that we bring to the table. Um, so yeah, go smash that follow button, share with your friends, uh, get the stream out there. Yeah. Okay. Super important. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So last time, let's just do like a little quick recap on some of the stuff that we talked about last time. So yeah. um, on Monday, we covered a lot of material. We had a long live. It was a little over an hour. Uh, if you haven't watched the playback of that, please watch the playback because I think that there was some really good information in there. Uh, we talked about what um, we talked about why your campaign's not raising money, um, and so we covered a bunch of different points in that. You remember some of the things that we talked about? Absolutely. Um, mindsets around money. Yep. Uh, you know, not having put in the work yet, just boots on the ground. Um, you know, not having the skills, having too much on your plate. I'm missing anything? I think that that was the main stuff that we covered. But yeah. then we talked about like little things in there as well. So we talked right. about like the importance of not burning out your volunteers, the importance mm -hmm. of, of all that stuff as well. And I think that we also agreed we're going to do a whole live just on volunteers. Um, probably next week or maybe the week after that. We're going to just do a whole live on volunteers because that's something that we see get in the way a lot, I would say. That's one of the, the bigger things that can get in the way of having a successful campaign. So today we are talking about more positive things. Um, so we're going to be talking about what makes your campaign financially successful. So these are just some things that, you know, and this is not everything. Um, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into this, but this is free education. So we're just trying to give everybody sort of an idea of some of the things that make a campaign successful. Um, again, if you want to get deeper into this material, we ask that you give us a call because there's a lot for particular races that we just can't cover in a regular live. Although if you're on and you're watching live and you just so happen to be doing that, um, then we are available for questions. So I see that a couple of people have jumped on now. So please let us know uh, where, who you are, uh, where you're, you're tuning in from. So what state you're in or what city you're in, uh, what position you're thinking about running for if you are thinking about running. Um, and if you're not thinking about running for a specific position, you can just say that you're thinking about running in general. That's totally cool. So let's get started on some of these tips that we have for what makes a campaign financially successful. You want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know we were talking about uh, last time a lot of what can be barriers, but there's a lot of things core principles about your campaign, your nonprofit, you know, the, the work that you're doing for progress that um, can be really expedient and get you where you need to go really quickly. Um, that's that's the kind of goal today. 
Uh, I think one of the first ones is, um, you know, a positive mindset around money. I definitely have been, uh, you know, uh, present in campaigns where, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the work is being done by volunteers. A lot of the idea about money is that, um, you know, it can cause, it can cause problems or, you know, be a barrier in of itself. Um, and just kind of a, a lack of understanding about how it can be positively used. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's how I would kick it off is, is why it's good to, why is it good to be financially successful in the first place? Yeah. And that's something that you're going to hear Chris and I talk about a lot. And for those of you guys who, this is your very first time tuning into us, um, just to sort of, uh, remind those, the folks that have been tuning in and the folks that are new that my name is Z, I'm the director here at Soul Strategies. Um, and Chris is the um, call time manager here at Soul Strategies. So I just wanted to remind everybody that, but you're going to hear Chris and I talk a lot about money mindset and the importance of money mindset. And for some of you guys that have never raised money before that aren't sort of in that world, that can sort of seem really um, sort of fluffy, right? Like it's like, well, why do I have to why, why should I care about, you know, money? I mean, I like money, so I'll make money. And it, it's a lot deeper than that. Um, whatever sort of background you have, a lot of the times that comes with baggage. Um, if you grew up with a lot of money, that can come with baggage. If you didn't grow up with enough money, that can come with baggage. If you have ill feelings about money for whatever reason, you know, maybe you got a lot of money and it wasn't a good experience for you, whatever it might be most of the time our mindset comes with baggage around money and so one of the things that we really tap into when we're working with you is that we need to change that mindset because if you do not change that mindset you are not going to see financial success no matter what happens um it's it's an unfortunate thing but um, a lot of this is also personal growth and what comes with that means that you need to be willing to shift your mindset around money I see it a lot as like structure too. Um, if you dropped, you know, a million dollars on a campaign that didn't have, you know, job descriptions yet, didn't have, you know, policies and procedures in place, didn't have a lot of the structural work, um, you know, it's just going to disappear. It's going to evaporate. So right. I think a lot of it is um, just really, you know, getting that, that structure behind your campaign too of like, this is what the timeline is. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Policies and procedures. These are how things are going to happen. And, pre-planning what happens with that money. Um, yeah. I think that's a, yeah, it's something I've noticed a lot of campaigns, uh, th just that forethought of like really being able to get out um, what's going to happen and yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely great. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is the importance of goal setting. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is preliminary almost to any work that you do is that you need to know how much money you need to raise in order to be successful in your race. And you also need to know Oh, we have a bit of, oh, there we go. <laughs> we, you also need to know uh, what you're going to be needing to use that money for. So these are really, really critical. And if you have an ill sort of mindset around money, if money isn't something that you really like to sort of deal with, which I think that happens to a lot of us, having those goals in place is going to make you feel a ton more confident when you're talking to potential donors, because it's not going to be a matter of, well, if I give you this money, then what, what is going to happen with it? You already know what's going to happen with it. And you don't need to question yourself and you don't need to question your team because we, you already have a plan. And that's also something that, that we help you with. Um, day one, step one is, is working on that goal and obviously making sure that your um, mindset around money has shifted. And so if you're the type of person that 
you know that you have you don't have a great mindset around money and you want to change that uh, this program is really going to help you a lot working with us will really help you uh, it's not something that can change overnight but it's something that if you work and you take the steps towards it and the instruction that we give and the help that we give it is something that is really attainable mm -hmm. for sure yeah so I think that, so, you know, money mindset obviously is number one. Number two is starting early. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think really sort of digging into this a bit more. Um, you have anything to say on this one? Yeah. Like an ounce of prevention, uh, equals a pound of cure. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, that's and surreal. yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, so being able to, you know, really hit the ground running in a campaign, the minute you think you want to get involved with politics and you're beginning to formulate this idea of like, I'm going to create a nonprofit, I'm going to, um, you know, change, get a candidacy seat, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to advance progress and, you know, whatever motivates you to do that, the minute you start talking to people about it, uh, obviously you want to be started off with the best ability to, to navigate and, you know, narrate, be an arbiter of that, that issue, uh, whatever it may be. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Just like going, planning, being able to plan things for working with soul strategies too. Um, you know, having professionals be able to show you where the pitfalls are going to be, show you where you know the easy places are going to be. As much as you can plan that out ahead of time, really winning campaigns are able to do that, and that's and ones that look really bad often haven't, and and that's to me, uh, you know, the, the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's so many campaigns that start far too late. Uh, and then there's so many campaigns that start way too early and don't do the right thing. And that, that really brings us to the third point that we want to make is that you can start early and do all the wrong things. And that isn't going to help. Like starting early on its own is not enough. <laughs> um, you need to be starting early and doing the right things when you start early. So some of the things that we talked about in the last live was the importance of starting your call time first thing. Nothing else should take precedent. And we can't say this enough, but nothing else should take precedent over raising that first 10, 20, $30,000, which is going to be done doing call time. And you know, if you have never done call time before, if you have never fundraised, and when I mean fundraise, I don't mean just like, you know, fundraise for the PTA, right? Like I mean, fundraise in a professional sense. I mean, if you haven't raised a million dollars running for office or you haven't, you haven't raised, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, if you have not raised that money, then you are not going to have the skill set that you need to be able to start early in an effective way. And I think that that's really important because we do see quite a few people that start early, right? I mean, like they start, you know, a year, two years in advance. Uh, I normally always suggest to folks that you want to start, especially if you're running for Congress, a year and a half in advance if you have no name recognition. Now, if everybody in the community knows you, that might be a different story. If you know, if you have, if you've already solidified 8,000 votes, 9,000, 10,000 votes, um, and you're in a tiny, tiny district, then like maybe we'd have a different conversation. But if you have no name recognition and you're planning to run for Congress, you really need to be starting now for 2022 this this is the time to start um waiting for six months before the election when you have no name recognition you've never fundraised in your life is really just going to hurt you um, more than anything and we don't want that to happen we want you to win and there is a way that you can win in the nonprofit world it's not much different either it's like if your nonprofit focuses focuses on environmental issues well it's already too late we need to do more yesterday and 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if your you know environmental uh, nonprofit or if your nonprofit focuses on social justice issues, it's like those are real people's lives, and so the sense of urgency has to be really felt with like how you're launching and how you're putting in that work and how effective you're being. Uh, it has to be expedient. Yes, absolutely. It's easy to waste time. And the the other thing to point out right now is that there's there's not a better time to start than today right. because I mean think about it like how many people are looking to donate locally right now with the wildfires right I was just talking to a, a young man today that um, is working with the homeless population over in Eugene mm-hmm. and is going to be um, working with us potentially and. Um, just really incredible, like saying, you know, people are willing to, you know, donate. He hasn't even gotten anything set up yet. People are already willing to do, like, imagine what you can do with hot leads, with people that yeah. already donate to your cause, right? It's it's really, it's just, I mean, now is the time. Now is the time that people want to be donating. They want to donate to their local races. People are afraid of Trump. People are afraid of losing house seats. People are afraid of what's happening in our environment right now. They're afraid of what's going to happen with our homeless population, what's going to happen with the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, all of these things people want to give. And, you, and you're leaving money on the table <laughs> by yeah. not starting. You're literally leaving money on the table. So we don't want you to leave money on the table is what we're saying. And um, that goes back to the money mindset too, for sure, for me. It's like we want you know people feel like the donor your average person that would give and that money is on the table because people feel really powerless they want to be able to take action in a way that's going to make sense and when they're empowering a local nonprofit, when they're um you know putting you know the fuel in the fire for you know a candidacy and a seat that's going to really represent them in the right way and actually make changes they're going to feel a lot better about the situation it's it's really empowering to give um, so, you know, funneling that into the change, you know, and being that, uh, that valve, you know, is really, it, it, that's, it should come from a great place of sense, sense of civic duty. And, uh, yeah, cause it's hi- highly important Yeah, and very urgent. It's very urgent. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that, you know, even six months ago, this would be a very different conversation, I think. Right. I mean, yeah. I think that there was sort of a sense of urgency, right? I mean, we've been talking about climate change for a long time. We've been talking about social justice for a really long time, but things have really come to a head this year and people are really looking for people like you to support. People are looking for nonprofits that they care about. People are looking to see direct impact. That's what makes us feel good, right? Mm -hmm. We feel good when we see good things happening around us, when we see good things happening in our community. And when there's so much bad happening right now, and we finally see something good happening in the community, we want to be able to support that. I was, uh, it actually brings to mind a, a person that I was talking to not not very long ago, maybe this time last year, what, you know, and I had met them outside of Powell's, I had a clipboard in my hand. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah, every time I see a uh, kind of, you know, anti-progress candidate or like news or advertisement or anytime I see any of that stuff, it makes me so upset and I just rage donate. Yep. <laughs> I just go, rage I just donate. go to y'all and I just donate button. Cause it's like the, it's the one thing that I have that makes me feel better about the situation. And I was just thought about that. Uh, really, really made me think about, uh, why people give and, and how important that, that process is. Why it was so important to be doing the thing we were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. Rage donate. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Rage donate. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, let's just sort of do a quick recap here. So the things that are super important that we see where we see campaigns really become successful, right? We see that they have started early. Well, sorry, first things first, money mindset. We see that not only are they, so when we say money mindset, we're not saying that you need to come in with a perfect money mindset or we're not gonna work with you. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that you need to be willing to shift the way that you thought about money in the past. And then there's a really big difference there. The first one is really, really, really tough, right? Like most people, never need to even think about money. They just don't. I mean, it's right. just like not something that, or if they do think about it, they think about it usually in a negative way, right? right. Um, and so not many people are willing to really sit down and do that work that it takes. And it can be done. It's really not that difficult to do, but it is absolutely essential. So um, money mindset, number one. Number two is getting help early. So, and not just getting help, not just, you know, getting started early but when we mean getting you know number two is to get started early but number three is to get started early and do the right things with that time because if you get started early and you just get started early but you're not doing the right things you're not helping yourself in fact all you're doing really is just stretching out your stress right is how i like to see it yeah when i see candidates that come into the game and they start early and they think that they're doing this like great thing because they started early but they have no type of plan and they don't like they and they're not willing to invest in themselves and they're not willing to do the right things all i'm thinking to myself is delayed stress right yeah. and stretching that stress out over a long period of time and that can actually make you sick you don't you really don't want to do that um totally it's just not it's not a good idea structure 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 yeah mm -hmm. you gotta have it early yeah and that brings us to four, which is being coachable and trusting in the process. Yeah. Which you want to talk, to talk about this? I know you like this one. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's really important to realize that it's not like soul strategies process. There is a way of doing things that works and there's data um, that shows, you know, that, that one pro that there's a way to ask people for money and to go out and, and, you know, really fundraise effectively. Um, yeah. So I just think, you know, trusting the process is, is really key. Um, a lot of folks aren't aware that there is a process. And I think that that's like, obviously there's a process for politics. Obviously there's a process for the way change gets made. A lot of it is out outdated. It's old models, um, that we've been reusing over and over and over again, but that haven't worked. Yeah. I think Soul Strategies really aims to be able to bring a more modern approach and to your race, to the fundraising, to the outreach, to the forward-facing part of it. Uh, it should look current and good and tight and, you know, in, in lockstep. And mm -hmm. the right does that really well. Yes. They really, do. really well. I think um, I mentioned actually on my very yeah. first live, I think I mentioned that, you know, there's no shame in taking tips from the Republicans when yeah. it comes to fundraising because mm -hmm. my God. <laughs> well, mainly what it's going to be is they, top, top down. You know, they're going to go to a giant corporation or, you know, a benefactor, get that money. But even if you look at some of their fundraising, I mean, even the grassroots is yeah. like impressive to me. Yeah. It, it truly is. And I think, and you know, and the reason why that is, is because, and we've studied, I've studied this personally, is that they stick to the process. Yeah. They they understand the process and they right. stick to the process. Right. And they don't go outside the process. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel, which right. is really important. I see a lot of Democrats that want to try and invent the wheel, reinvent the wheel all the time. And the reality is is that 
there is something to be said about what works mm -hmm. and we've done it time and time again we know what works we see it we see it work in real time um, and so there's no point in going and trying to reinvent something that you already know is going to work right so you just want to stick to that process you want to stick to it and put the work in it's a division of labor too right like mm -hmm. canvassers are going to know how to canvas very well um, candidates are going to know how to candidate very well mm -hmm. nonprofit you know, direct board of directors is going to know how to sit on a board very well, and the director will know the field very well. Everybody has their division of labor and, and the thing that they're really good at. Um, so I see that part too. It's like a lot of the, the, it's a really good reason to work with Soul Strategies as a candidate. It's like, you know, you can do your thing and have really highly skilled people that are able to do their special task and have everybody be really good at what they're good at. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that, you know, don't try and be an expert at everything. Right. You know, just don't. I mean, you don't need to be, right? Yeah. As a candidate, that is, it is not your job to be the finance director. It is not your job to be the field director. It is not your job to, to be the fundraising director. Your job is to be the candidate. And what you need to do is you need to learn fundraising initially, but you do not need to be your own finance director forever. You do not need to be your own field director ever, right? You want to just learn the skills that you need to be able to build the team of experts that you need. That's, what, that's really what it is. Right? Yeah. I mean, and if you try and skip that crucial step, which we see, you know, a lot of people are just like, well, I don't want to put in the money. And so... I'm not going to fundraise. And so I'm just going to have, you know, volunteers step in and, and do this work. And as we talked about in the last slide, it doesn't work. I've never seen it work before. I mean, maybe it has. Have you seen it work? It's a slim chance. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're rolling the dice and hoping to get the least favorable outcome. You got about a 1% shot. Yeah. So if you want to go with that. <laughs> I mean, I think there's certain people that can do that, that method. I've, everyone that I've seen that's been really confident in that you have to be very, very masterful at being able to manage people. Uh, and what makes a fantastic volunteer coordinator doesn't necessarily make a great candidate. Totally so those, true. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like artists that are also good at selling their artwork. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rare. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. like doesn't happen. Cause you, you know, while some people are building those people skills, you were building your art skills. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's the way I see it. I think that's what it really comes down to is that, you know, to when you, and part of, you know, trusting the process means that you're not going to know everything straight away. And so allowing us as the experts and allowing the people that we have referred to you to help you trusting what they have to say, because they've done this time and time again, they know how it works. And we know that you're going to get results because otherwise we wouldn't do the money back guarantee that we do for some people. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. really important, I think. So the, the last point that we have that I think is probably the biggest and most important point on this list, although they're all really important, but this one is like special. It takes cake. Yeah. yeah. So is making connections early to organizations and people that matter. So coalition building. So important. I know that Chris, you love this one, so I'll let you start. Absolutely, yeah, coalition building is so vital. Um, there are organizations out there that already have lots of leads for you. There's organizations that have already done a lot of work on your campaign positions. So mm -hmm. building those coalitions is so vital. You'll be able to take advantage of the networks and systems that they've already put in place. They've put the legwork in. And when you, can down, when you condense a, you know, run for say a congressional seat, you have many, many years of work to do in a very short amount of time. Yeah, uh, the a sense. Lot. So you, you're going to have to take advantage of people that have already been doing that work uh, for years, and you're going to have to build coalitions with them. 
And I think, you know, that's it, it, there's a real way to do it, too. Um, I see a, t a trend more and more in political seats that uh, makes people kind of just slippery. Mm -hmm. Like, they're able to really conform to whatever position. And really, then, the outcome of that is that, that people don't get what they really want. They're just kind of good at pandering to everyone all of the time, somehow. Yeah. And there's a real way to build strong coalitions with real movements and real people who've been doing actual work that's actually far more valuable than that. Um, you know, the you'll get the dedicated core of people that are actually paying attention to the issues that you're actually trying to talk about, yeah. and those people will donate. Yeah, if exactly. they're yeah, you know, if they're if we they... know that they will because mm -hmm. we have track records. Yep. And that's the thing. And that's the problem is that we see, you know, we don't want you to sort of go out and knock on random doors because that's not going to get you what you want, you know. So we, we work very closely with an, an amazing organization called Grassroots Analytics. And I'm sure that a lot of people know a little bit about Grassroots Analytics. I've known some of the folks that work there for quite a long time and are re really just great, great people, really data driven. I mean, really understand data and provide really great data. So. Um, some of the things that they, they provide is they provide hot call lists. So what we, when we talk about hot call lists, we're talking about these are people that we know have donated to similar candidates to you or similar organizations or even potentially the same organization that you work for, right? So we have hot leads of these people. We know who they are. We know what they've donated to. We know how much they've donated. We know... Um, what the ask should be for, of how much you should be asking them for. Um, we have all of that information. And when you partner with us and when we teach you how to fundraise, you get a 20% discount on grassroots analytics, which they're already a crazy good deal. Like seriously, I mean, I'm not just saying that, like, because I like them and they partner with us, but, but they are like a really, really, like, I mean, I think that they charge, like, um, I th it totally depends on the race that you're running in, but it's, it's definitely nothing compared to you know any type of data if you went and bought raw data from somebody out there in the political world i mean we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars for a file and it is nothing like that so um it they, their pricing st structure depends on what you're running for but um additionally you get the 20 percent off when you work with us so it's just it's such a it's an awesome opportunity it really is and it's like it's a plan that can't fail which i think is the most important part of it is that you know you might be scared you might be like well what if i don't raise the money back like what if you know our minds get filled with what ifs and what we are here to tell you is it will work we are sure that if you put the work into it that it will work because we've seen it happen before and really all it takes is you pulling the trigger that's all it is i think so too yeah mm -hmm. that totally is it and i think you know the the importance of coalition building as well is that you know, when you're connecting with these organizations early on, they think about you and they remember you. And when mm. you come back to them closer to the election and you ask them for more money, they're way more likely to give it to you than just some random guy that like walked in, you know, that's like running for state Senate a month before his election, right? Or a month before her election. Yeah. Um, they're just not going to be inclined. But when you've built that relationship, when you've built those coalitions early and people are excited about your candidacy, they're excited about what you have to say, they're excited about your organization if you're trying to build a small nonprofit, they are going to be reoccurring donors, which is something that we really care about. We want not you we want your donors to not just donate to you once. We want them to continue to donate to you. I wish I had the fact on my on my mind right now about how many progressive candidates win in their first try. 
Oh, God. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to look at Probably it. Probably not that many. <laughs> so those retaining, you know, the, the retention oh. is so vital um, mm-hmm. with coalition building, too. It's, uh, you know, you, with your donors, you want them to be giving month after month after month forever, you know, on your fourth try when you make it. Um, you know, you still want them donating from your first try. Right. And that goes right back to your coalitions, too. Um, yeah. Every interaction is really, really valuable, and it comes back down to having your messaging. If your canvassing is on point, and, you know, the newest volunteer can communicate your message and why your candidacy is important effectively, then that goes all the way up. So do their trainers, so do you, so do your coalitions, so do the people who are talking about you. They're talking about it in a way that you want. Um, if you aren't in control of that messaging, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, it can be whatever. Um, and, and that's, you know, how things can get. I, I think probably kind of daunting for elected officials is like, you know, when the, when the message is kind of out of control and, yeah. You you do have the ability to change that and it starts with, you know, your ability to canvas and your ability to know what's going on with your outreach. And your ability to have the money so you can actually do the outreach. Yeah. Which is vital. And I think that just to clarify, so when we're taught when we're like laughing because progressives don't make it, right? Is we're progressives that raise the money make it. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that very clear. Progressives that raise the money do make it. They win and they win well. Um, but we're, when we talk about, you know, all the progressives that file to run and how many of them are just sort of sitting on their hands with no experience and just hoping that they're going to win. We just we don't want to see that. We want to see those progressives really get up and take action and raise that money, because, you know, the reality is, is that they're not really I don't think anybody that really does what we do to the level that we do it. Right. There are people that I mean, there are like fundraising coaches out there and people like that. But they charge a lot of money, way more money than the average person can afford. So progressives don't seek that help because right. they, you know, they're they they're afraid that the method's not going to work. They're afraid that they're just going to lose their money. And finally, we have something that progressives can actually lean on, and we're really proud of that. Or I am. Yeah. I <laughs> um. I just think that this is a great opportunity. I think that, you know, people are already taking advantage of this opportunity. We want you to be able to take advantage of this opportunity as well. Um, We don't have any time left, guys, really. It's what it is. Like, literally, time is a ticking, Mm -hmm. and the world is burning, and the world is is literally, if you are even just thinking about it, if it's just like a peripheral thought for you, if this is something that you know, you got inspired by AOC and you, you got inspired by Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. If you are inspired by these people and you're thinking, you know, that can't be me. That's just for people like them. Let me tell you, I know those people, a lot of those people and they're regular people. They're like regular, they're regular everyday working class American people. And the way that they started is they started smart. Many of them started early and they raised the money that they needed to make it happen. And they had incredible field operations, which is what it all comes down to. That's why we want you to raise this money because we want you to have the type of operation that isn't just gonna help you win, but that you're really proud of, right? Like we want you to have that experience. We want you to be proud of the operation that you built. That's really what I think it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And you can do it. You can definitely do it. Any sort of signing off thoughts? No, I think that's pretty well covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Make your campaign financially successful. Get in touch with people that know what they're doing. Um, div- divide the labor up. Uh, let people, let experts handle their particular area of expertise. Start early. Uh, 
you know, yeah. These and are have faith things. in yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and we're going to be your best cheerleaders, too. Yeah. Trust me, we will. But Definitely. but you need to have some faith in yourself. You need to, and you know, you might have imposter syndrome. You might be the type of person that, you know, you were just worried. You're worried about putting yourself out there. And, like, I think we all have been at, at some point, right? I, that's a really scary thing. But there are ways to get around that, and we can help you with that as well. So if that's a, a fear of yours, if you're afraid of putting yourself out there, um, for whatever reason, if you just don't feel qualified, if you don't feel like this is the time, whatever it is, whatever is holding you back, whatever negative thoughts are holding you back from saying that this is your time, because it is your time, that's just the fact of it, um, reach out to us and have a chat with us because we will we will change your mind on that. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. This is fun. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Yep. We will be back on Monday, mm-hmm. same time. Have a good weekend, guys. Take care.